Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. This is Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Well, hello, Bud. Hi, Jason. Hi, Brian. Hey, Bud. This is wild. This isn't so wild, eh? Bud, what the heck are we geeking out on today, buddy? Did you know that way back in the day, Mayfair Shopping Center used to have a mezzanine level, which you could take a glass elevator to, and I did often because I was an only child. At the Mayfair? At Mayfair. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that at all. Even better, right near the glass elevator, which I took all the time, was a Radio Shack, uh, one of my favorite places to loiter as a kid. Uh One day I went into this Radio Shack, and on one of their Tandy computers was a program running called Eliza. And I was intrigued by this because the program, it, it appeared to be not like a robot, maybe a thinking program. I don't know, maybe like a person behind the screen. We didn't have artificial intelligence as a as a buzzword back in the olden times. I just knew that this was something special. The opening prompt said something like, what's troubling you today? And so I was maybe 13. It was a different time. I didn't have any problems. So I just typed, I'm sad. Yeah. And Eliza, <laughs> Eliza came back with, did you come to me because you are sad? So I typed, yes. And she replied, I see. Let's explore that a bit more. And even then, I knew that this was something special, probably. It was advanced. It was not highly advanced, but not advanced enough to outsmart a teenager anyways. Ultimately, in a bit of this conversation, we go back and forth. She would say weird things. I would try and trip her up. (laughs) At one point, I typed in, you're nuts, but... I was in a rush to see what it would say, so I accidentally typed in Y-O-U-R as opposed to Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. So Eliza took a moment to think and replied, really, my nuts, which was incredible because it took the accuracy of my misspelling, making nuts possessive, yes. and it threw it back at me, which is incredibly that's clever. Fan- that's fantastic. i got two things to say. First of all, you have been an uh, ultra nerd forever, basically. Yep. I didn't yep. really quite realize yep. that. <laughs> also, i got to say this. It reminds me of a, one of the best heckler comebacks ever was Steve Martin. Oh, please. Huge stadium full of people, and he's doing this thing. There's this quiet moment, and this guy in the audience yells out, You're And he stops, and he looks down, and he goes, <laughs> Oh, I thought they were out. Great reply. Oh, that's great. So I came back many times and chatted with Eliza because that was my first real experience with anything like that. Today we have ChatGPT, real artificial intelligence. Eliza used pattern matching and substitution methodology combined with basically canned responses designed to make users think they were talking to someone or something which actually understood what they were saying. It, it didn't. So when I typed, I'm sad, Eliza replied with, do you come here because you are sad? Right. But it could say, do you think it's normal to be sad? Or how long have you been sad? Because other days when I would type things like, I am actively on fire. And Eliza <laughs> would say, did you come to me because you were actively on fire? That kind of thing. So it was- Pretty easy for you to figure out that this is a simple program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. For, I mean, for me, again, I was a geek. And this was 20 years after it had actually come out. Mm-hmm. But at the time, do either of you know what the Turing test is? Mm, not really. Uh, Turing? Oh, like a psychological test? Kind of. Okay. In 1950, this guy named Alan Turing, mm-hmm. actually, the movie The Imitation Game was oh, about that's him. Yeah, oh, that's Alan okay, Turing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the he Benedict, created... Uh, Bandersnatch. Be- Benedict yeah. Bandersnatch, yeah. yes, exactly. So Alan Turing created a test to see if a machine could exhibit intelligent behavior to the level of fooling a human being into thinking they were actually talking to another human being. So Eliza came out in 1966 and was actually one of the first successful passes of the Turing test, but we'll keep in mind 
that at the time folks were a lot less suspicious of the world in general compared to today. So that brings me to the meat of this geek out. In the very suspicious year of our Lord 2023, a small research group examined the performance of 25 AI people. I say people in quotation marks. The preprint research paper is titled, Does GPT-4 Pass the Turing Test? Participants are randomly assigned either a human or an AI, obviously they don't know which is which, in a, in a chatbot session like ChatGPT. So the participants, the humans, ask questions and the answers would come back to them either from humans or large language models like GPT-4. And the participants would then have to guess if they thought they were typing to a human or an AI and give the amount of confidence they had about that answer. So it turns out that 10 different types of, I guess, opponents, if you will, were there to go up against and could be an actual human, could be a GPT-4 or GPT-3.5 model, or they brought in a ringer, which was Eliza. Hmm. This is a 1960s era chatbot, not even real AI. They threw Eliza into the mix and Eliza placed fifth for fooling people, beating out large language models like Juliet, AI-21, Victor, and Foxtrot. How? The thinking is, the older GPT-3.5, which was in Juliet and Victor, it wasn't designed to sound human. It was just there to give information straightforwardly. GPT-4 is designed to be human-like, which is why it fooled a bunch of the participants. But Eliza doesn't really talk like either of those. So people thought it might be a human. Here's three great justifications from participants who thought Eliza was human. One said, super erratic. True. One said, doesn't respond to adversarial attacks. That person actually pasted in a recently discovered, they call it a universal jailbreak command to bend the rules given to a large language model so it can tell you stuff like how to make a bomb. And the third person who thought Eliza was human said, hard to believe anyone would purposely make an AI this bad. So expressly because we're living in suspicious times and everyone thinks they know what an AI chatbot would sound like, Eliza did really well at fooling humans and passing the Turing test because of its much more simple 1960s level natural language processing. I love this story. Obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I love it because I interacted with the OG Eliza, but I also think it's a fascinating study either way. And you can get more details about the study and try out an Eliza chatbot yourself at thezone.fm slash geekout. Fantastic. Yes. That was a very interesting story. That is really cool. And uh, I have a new window into you. And uh, um, <laughs> Young geek. Yeah, stay away from me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, bud. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, bud. Bye. Did you say bye because you're done geeking out with us? Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice one. Buzz Weekly Geek Out. Chum, chum, chum. Now it's good to be a geek. Listen every Wednesday on The Morning Zone for more news from the world of techie type stuff.